Welcome to Faith in Real Life, where we talk about truths of the Bible that are relevant to your life and faith. My name is Obi. I'm the pastor to single adults and men at First Baptist O'Fallon, and I am joined today by Chris Watako, my good friend, um, who just happens to be in the area. You are the director of the Singles Network Ministry and also the co-founder of Intentional Relationship Solutions. And uh, we're talking about intentional relationships today, and we just happen to have you driving through, and so uh, we get to talk to you about that. So I am excited about it. And so you've re- recently written a book called Intentional Relationships. And so what what's that about? Tell us about that a little bit. Well, you know, I've been in singles ministry a really long time, uh, full-time ministry for 20 years. And the one question I get asked over and over and over again is, you know, Chris, why hasn't God brought me a spouse? And I'm always saying, well, I'm just asking the same question. Why God hasn't brought me a spouse? But with that question comes a lot of other questions and just trying to figure out in their relationships why, you know, they want to be married, but God has not positioned them in such a way for that to happen. Hmm. And so a lot of the reasons, some of them I know what they are. You know, I can kind of talk and probably give them a list, right? <laughs> and uh, but sometimes it's not as a parent. Sometimes there's some things going on in their past and some things they haven't let go of. And mm. maybe they've had some boundary issues and mm. maybe they don't really have good friendships. And so they don't know how to even build a friendship with a guy or a girl to even that could lead to dating, that could lead to marriage. And so I started praying about this. I really wanted to come up with a solution that would help single adults mm. get married if that's the God's desire for them. And so I teamed up with a wonderful pastor out of California, Dan Houck. And we just both both of us put our heart together to put this book together. And it's it's really curriculum. Mm. Um, it's 12 weeks, about two hours per week. And you can do it by yourself, but it's really designed to do it in a group because mm. you want accountability. But it's a 12-week program to take you through from your personal identity in Christ to some of the ways we've got it wrong, mm. um, all the way up to boundaries, conflict, friendship, intentional friendship, which is probably something you don't know much about. It's a new idea all the way to intentional dating and engagement. Mm. And so it's it's my heart, and I'm hoping it's going to change lives. I really do. Awesome. Yeah, and so we were discussing this. I'm not sure how long we've known each other. We think it's approaching four years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so for anyone listening, I, uh, I'm a pastor to single adults. That's really my primary role. I have some other roles as well here at First Baptist O'Fallon. Uh, but when I came in, to being a pastor to single adults, and I and I was at a conference where I was introduced to you and was told, "Hey, Chris is the expert. Go learn from her." And uh, you described me as uh, you said I was super knowledgeable, right at the time. No, 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 that's not what you said. Uh, no, it was like a deer in headlights. I yeah. could just see him like God had called him to lead singles, which I love it when I meet somebody who God has specifically put that on their heart, but they don't always know what to do. Mm. And he was teachable. You were really teachable. Well, you were just good. like, I'm like, here's my phone number. Just call me. I'll help you out. Ignorant but teachable. Yes, that but teachable. Yeah. Ignorant but teachable. That's yeah. a that's such a good compliment. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. That should be the title of a book, right? It, oh. <laughs> we'll have to edit this part out so no one steals it. That's good. Uh. <laughs> All right. But um, so I've, I've learned a lot from you over the years. And, uh, you know, I, I attribute anything that God's doing to, of course, wonderful people in our lives. And, and there's been a lot uh, through our network. And, you know, I, I have some of the same, not as extensive of a network as you, but some of the same people I know 
yeah. the people that uh, you know and, and have been a blessing, but but you're definitely a, toward the top of that list. Uh, as someone I'm, when I, uh, especially early on, if I was trying to think of something, I was like, I'm going to shoot Chris a text. And, yeah. and so yeah. I always appreciate your graciousness. And so I'm excited that we're getting to use you as a resource for this podcast, uh, because as my primary responsibility at our church ministering to single adults, I often get asked questions about dating and um, mm-hmm. how do we know how to godly date and, uh, mm-hmm. and and do things in a way that honors God. And and then there's some of the practical side of things, right? Mm-hmm. If I could be a Christian and, and yet maybe some people, it doesn't seem like someone wants to date me or mm-hmm. or someone broke up and, and now I'm hurt. And, and so there's all yeah. sorts of just real life um, mm-hmm wisdom that that people are searching for and so happy to be able to have you on so i want to talk about this intentional relationship so when we think of intentional relationships of course we we know about friendships right mm-hmm. when you think about the opposite sex and and if a person wants to be married one day then friendships is often where it begins yeah. uh, and a good place to begin because you can learn about boundaries and and uh, building community growing individually but then upon building those friendships, sometimes they become kind of unbalanced. And so in your book, you talk about three types of friends mm-hmm. that can kind of come in these relationships. And just first start off, just tell me where that idea came from. Well, um, I had, you know, years ago, I went on staff at a church and I was gone for about two and a half, three years. And when I got back to the Raleigh area, which I'm from North Carolina, um, I got back to the Raleigh area. I noticed that a lot of my friends had changed. Mm. Like in three years, I would have thought there'd be a little bit more maturity, a little bit more confidence. I thought maybe the, you know, the relationships would have changed. Uh, maybe they were serving God more. Mm. And I noticed that a lot of them had not changed at all, but I had changed. I had grown. Hmm. I had gotten more knowledgeable of the Bible. I was serving in different ways. I was really seeking out to grow in my relationship with God, but a lot of them had not changed. Hmm. And I, at that point, made a decision. I said, you know, life is short. You know, life is short. So where do you want your time to be? Hmm. What relationships do you want them to be in your life? How much time do you want to put in those relationships? What is your investment? Because ultimately, we're here to, to uh, have a relationship with God uh, for His purpose, to glorify Him, and have that relationship, a relationship with others to bring them to Christ. Hmm. So what does that look like for me? I just, I was really, I need to let go of some of these people. Yeah. You know? And that's a hard thing to say, right? Uh, and and so I'm reminded of the Bible passage talking about casting pearls before swine. And not that I'd call another human swine, but the implication is that we put something valuable before someone who might trample it mm-hmm. or waste it or, uh, mm-hmm. or whatever. And time is valuable if mm-hmm. it's a limited resource. And then I'm glad we're talking about this. I mean, if we think of the importance of relationships, mm-hmm. um, the Bible starts out by talking about man and wife, right? Husband and wife. It must be pretty important to God to start off this vast book that Mm -hmm. we center our lives around. Mm -hmm. Um, It starts off with that relationship. And so um, we're suggesting that there are friendships that can be made that can help move someone toward a proper relationship in this way. And so you've talked about three types of friendships. So what are those? So in my life, God, I mean, God revealed to me back in those days that there were three kinds of friendships that should be in our lives. There's the giver, the receiver, and the balancer. Now, the giver is uh, that person in your life that God has brought that you're discipling, 
mentoring, uh, pouring into, uh, they may not give you nothing. They may, they may, uh, they, they don't speak anything to you that encourages you or pours into you mm. is specifically you pouring into them. Mm. So maybe God has called you to disciple a new person that's maybe they're lost and God's asking you to lead them to the Lord. And that's a part of the process or, or just having coffee with them. But you know, your entire relationship with them is about you pouring into them with the goal of growing them in the Lord. Um, some of these people are going to grow slow. Some are going to grow fast. It may be a short-term friendship or a long-term friendship. Mm. And the friendship could change if they grow in the Lord. It could become one of your balancer friends. Mm. Okay? So that's the first one. So a giver. So we're a giver where you intentionally find someone, or I guess it could be the other way, someone yep. intentionally finds you yep. and they're investing in you. So yep. you're not going into it for with no motives. You're right. saying, I'm going to pour into that person. Right, right. Okay. And so if you're in that relationship expecting them to pour into you, then that's not the exact, that's not a giver. Mm. Um, that would be probably a balancer to mm. some degree. But a giver is just, you know, every one of us as Christians, we should be discipling other people. That's mm. just God's called us to do that. You go and you make disciples of all the nations. And so that is our, that is our responsibility that once we have a relationship with God is to have a relationship with others for his kingdom, for his purpose. So part of that is I knew that I needed to have people in my life that maybe weren't Christians or maybe they were still partying. They got a little potty mouth or, you know, they were still struggling, angry, but I was there to pour into them. Mm. Okay. And you need to have those in your life on a regular basis. Mm. Okay. Because understand as God pours into you, you have to pour out. Mm. If you don't ever pour out, and you just receive only from God, then at some point in time, it affects the things around you not in a good way. Mm. You have to have a healthy way to pour out. Now, the second one is the reverse of that, is the receiver. And that's those people that are in your life that are pouring into you. Uh, that could be a teacher, a pastor, your parents, uh, maybe a professor that you had at one time, your Sunday school teacher, your small group teacher, or maybe it's a lady or a guy in your ministry that really just takes upon you to pour into you and disciple you. I find that I've asked people this, Obi, I've asked them, I said, how many people have you, how many of you have been discipled in this room? I'll say to, when I'm at conferences and I'm amazed at how few have been discipled. Now, discipleship some could be like, you know, some people say, well, it's just, you know, somebody taught me Sunday school or a small group. And to some degree, that's a form of discipleship. But that one-on-one where somebody was intentional to spend time with you and to help you grow, I found very few people had this. So for me, I said, you know what? I want that. I want, a, I want somebody that wants to help me because I don't know everything. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to seek out people that are smarter than me, wiser than me, farther along than me, people that know more about a particular area of ministry that I don't know. If you want to be a speaker, like I wanted to be, find someone who's a speaker. You want to be a mom one day, you know, get discipled by another mom. You know, if you want to be married. And they're called a receiver then because you receive from them. Yes, you okay. receive from them. So then a giver is someone that you give to. Correct. Okay, Correct. got it. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the third one, which is the balancer, which is, a, it's it, you know, it's not, uh, it's a give-a-receive relationship, but it's typically among two people that are believers, mm. where the relationship is balanced. The ball goes back and forth. Now, some people have been in relationships where the ball went, but it never came back. Mm. Uh, have you have people like that in your life, Obi? None. None. All of them are just wonderful <laughs> Do you want me to name any names? Is uh, that what you're trying to get me to do, Chris? Uh, 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 okay. No, 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 no. Right, Don't excellent. get yourself in trouble. You can get me in trouble. 
But, you know. I usually tell people that when I introduce you, don't I? I usually say Chris might get me in trouble. Yes. Although you're you're being very well behaved today. I'll just compliment you on that. Oh, we're not finished yet. Okay. All right. (laughs) So this is the thing about the balancer. Okay. I now these can be seasonal. Okay. These can be people that for a period of time, the ball goes back and forth. You're great friends. You're listening to each other. You're encouraging each Mm. other. You're, you know, I call you, you call me and you feel like it's an equal friendship. Mm. Then there are times that you're like, you know, I have called this person. I've invited them to church. I've invited them to our small group. I have, you know, helped their family out. I've paid a bill. I, you know, listened to them on the phone, complain and whine and, and I've encouraged them. I've hugged them. And then yet it never comes back. It's just me pouring, 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 pouring. And remember, in the beginning, a giver, God has called you to give, expecting nothing in return. But this is a relationship that it should be balanced. This is one which it was, maybe. Mm. And you keep pouring and pouring, and the ball doesn't come back. It's not balanced. It's unhealthy. So that's what was happening with me. I was finding all these people. I I was pouring and encouraging and helping to grow, and the ball wasn't bouncing back Mm. because they were in the same place when I left. So we weren't balanced. Now, there are seasons, and you probably have had this in your life, where you're good friends with someone and they got sick and they can't throw the ball back. Um, Or they had a a parent that got sick and they had to go take care of them. Um, Maybe their job changed and they moved away. And that good buddy relationship is not the same anymore because they're in long distance. doesn't mean you're not so good friends, but more than likely, it's not the same. Mm. Or it's just a season. And a year may go by, and then you reconnect, and everything is fine. Mm. But that's okay because I love this scripture, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: "As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another." That's the relationships I'm looking for. Mm. I don't mind pouring into people because it's for the kingdom. I definitely need to receive because I need to grow. I don't know everything, but I'm looking for those relationships where we both iron sharpens iron, where I. While I'm in that relationship with you, just like you, Obi, as my friend, I feel like every time we're around each other, we are trying to encourage each other, inspire each other, give each other ideas. I'm hoping you're farther along in your walk. I'm farther along in my walk. And that's what we want to see from Mm. each other. So on the record, I'm not a a person who drains you. um, That is good to hear. That's good to hear. (laughs) Like this is on videotape and audio. So... Uh, you can never say otherwise because I have evidence no, to the contrary. No. So it's good it, to know. But even if you did, if there was a season where, you know, like when you first started, mm-hmm. you really needed me you, to be more of a giver to you. I was needy. Right. You That's were learning. But at some point in time, that changed. Mm-hmm. And then the relationship changed too. So the whole point is that we want to build relationships in our life for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so even as an individual, when you build friendships, you want that to be a kingdom focused relationship. So if you're in this friendship and it's not balanced for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they've fallen away. Maybe they've started dating somebody that is not a, you know, not saved and they've become unequally yoked in their relationship and it's pulled them from you. Remember, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier to pull someone down than it is to pull them up, right? right. You know, um, maybe, you know, something's happened in such a way to where they're just not on fire like they used to be or you are on fire. And you're seeing God do incredible things. And as you grow closer, they kind of pull away. Mm. The relationship is unbalanced. So sometimes those change. And so like, what if I hadn't um, 
grown in the singles ministry and I just continued to be someone who needed, needed, needed. And you had mm-hmm. at, for a season poured into me, but expected growth. But let's say it never came. No. Um, and so maybe we have these relationships where um, it, it's not working. It's not changing. It's mm-hmm. not um, there's no mentorship or, right. or whatever that's not happening. How does a person know when that relationship right. should be done and, yeah. and what do they do right. if, if it should be? Yeah. Well, in the giver situation, like for me, when you're discipling, you're growing somebody in the Lord, when they finally start, their knowledge becomes equal to yours or there's there's nothing else for them to learn specifically. So like I disciple, uh, I've been discipling people for years. And when I feel like when we're starting to ask questions and they already know the answer and they don't have to look up the answer, that's an indication to me that we're probably done. I've given as much as I can give. I've helped you as much as I can help you. And if they say to me, oh, I want to continue. I really like our Bible studies that we do. My answer is always, but understand, it's like you're you're good. It's time for you now to disciple somebody. Mm. It's time for you now to give to somebody. And so you go into that giving relationship with the understanding that this is for a season because after that, then it becomes kind of codependent. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you're looking to me to help you all the time, but it's time for you to pour. So that's when I know that relationship is done. But I also know it's done when they don't want to learn. Mm. You know, they keep missing their Bible study times. They keep making excuses. You've you've given them advice and direction, and they never listen to you. And at some point in time, they'll start to pull from you. Mm. Okay, that's when I know that one's done. What about the one that's receiver? You know. Well, kind of the same thing. When you feel like the person who's teaching and pouring into you, they pretty much tapped out. There's nothing left to give you. You've grown beyond the need of them. Mm. Um, I had a lady in Washington, D.C. years ago who uh, was literally like, I would go to her for everything. I'd call her up and say, I've got this situation, this situation, what would you do? And she never, it was never reciprocal. She knew she was there to pour into me. That was Mm. her entire calling of God was to pour into me. Or me specifically, I'm sure she had others as well. And then just something changed one day, and all of a sudden, I didn't feel like I needed to call her. And I, God was answering me directly or through other other people. And we never had a conversation. I never said, "Oh, we're done. We're still friends." But all of a sudden, I didn't need her as much, and that was good. Now the balancer, the unbalancer. I kind of talked a little bit about that a second ago. When the ball doesn't go back and forth, um, and it doesn't look like it's ever coming back. That'd be a time for me to let go of that person. Mm. And that's hard, Obi. Yeah. Have you ever had to let go of, of a person or a situation or ministry or anything, how hard that is? Yeah, so when, when I was called to be a, a single adult's pastor, um, for one, I wasn't a single adult. And so, and I got married very early. And so I certainly wasn't an expert. And that may explain a little bit of the deer in the headlight look is, uh, you know, this is a different experience, but I was a youth pastor at the time, very much in love with my youth group. And when God calls you to do something, it probably means you're going to have to leave behind someone else. And so I just really felt, and I had some wise counsel from a friend who I would certainly call a balancer that said, you know, Obi, if God is calling you somewhere, then you should trust he's calling someone to fill yeah. what you're doing. And so if he wants someone else there, then you need to trust that. And so, yeah, it's hard, but then, yeah. you know, I would be, I would have been robbed of all the, the blessing and fruit of the singles ministry and wouldn't know Chris Swatako. And my goodness, what would my life be like? Oh, my then? goodness. Maybe so, better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, that it, that is uh, reminds me of a story that happened to me um, 
Whereas many years ago, I was a part of Campus Crusade for Christ. Crew is called Crew now. And mm-hmm. actually, the Singles Network, which is a large website designed to help you with every kind of resource you need for singles ministry, was started under Campus Crusade. Mm-hmm. And a part of Campus Crusade's group was that we put on a monthly gathering called Believer's Community. And I was in charge. I co-led that after many years of serving underneath someone else. I co-led that with a pastor at a particular church. And I just kind of got full of myself a little bit. And uh, and uh, so I was leading this ministry, co-leading it. And God told me to step away for a while. So I stepped away. And I came back. And, and there was a guy at the front door greeting. And he didn't know who I was. And I said to him, you know, I, I, he said, well, welcome to Believers. And I'm like, well, okay. And he asked, you don't know who I am? And he mm-hmm. says, no. And I said, well, I'm your boss. And then God just like right then, God said, you know, Chris, you made the ministry about you. Sometimes we make friendships about us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we make our relationships, our dating relationships about us. Our identity becomes in that person mm-hmm. or that ministry or that thing or that job. And so what happened is that ministry became my identity right there. And God says, Chris, I can't give you the next step in your life if you don't release this one. I turned and I never went back. And it went on without me. And it went on probably different than without me. But God was preparing me for the next step of my journey. He was preparing me for full-time ministry. And he knew that I had to get a little bit less of me and more of him for that to happen. But he's done that also with my personal relationships with friends. Sometimes he's taking people out of my life, and I don't know why. Now, when I was young, <laughs> not young, young, but like just, you know, 15 years ago. Would that be young? Okay. Uh, you'll have to tell me your age. I thought, you'll, we'll you'll, do some math, and then I'll tell you whether or not it's No, young. no. When I was a younger Christian, how's mm. that? I, I'm sure it's definitely young. I, I lost relationships, and it was my fault. Like I burn bridges. I was very direct, very curt with people. Um, I can't stand it when people are late, and I will, I will throw, you know, put you down. I'm mad about being late, and and I would lose people left and right. And it mm. wasn't because of God; it was because of me. So I knew then. But as the years went on, I got more mature and healthier in my walk with God. I would lose some friends, and I didn't know why. Mm. Like, what did I do? Like. I'd see unfriended on Facebook. Like, oh my God, what did I do? You know, and 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 I was like, I'd be there with a crowbar trying to open up that relationship again. And I'd be door knocking and texting and going, What happened? How are you doing? How you been? I haven't heard from you in a while. And what's going on? And a figurative crowbar, right? You you're not actually committing. No, not at all. No, that's no. good. That's good. And and what I realized was that God was saying, Chris, sometimes I take people out of your life, and it is a sin. And you did something wrong and you need to fix that. Mm. And for us, in order to have a healthy marriage, which would be a healthy dating, which would be a healthy friendship, people we work with, our family. Mm-hmm. We got to own up to our mess, right. our sin, what mm-hmm. we've done. But what if they leave and there's no sin? What if God just takes them out of your life? Well, that's what happened with some of my relationships. What God was saying was, Chris, in order to bring new people in your life, some have to go. And you didn't do anything to these people. I'm just going to take them out. It's a new season. Some of them were taken out for a short time. Some have been taken out permanently. I didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. But if my place on this earth and you, all of us, is about a relationship with God that glorifies him hmm. and out of that to build relationships with others, well, how do you build new ones if you keep everyone you've ever known? All right. So God gave me this word, and we talked about this earlier, was 
God told me, embrace everything in life that I give you, but attach to nothing except him. He's the only thing that lasts. And so thinking about that, well, that means I'm just going to embrace my ministries, right? I'm just going to embrace my friendships or maybe spouse or even children because your identity cannot be in your kids. It can't be in your future marriage. It can't be in your job because if you lost your job, if you lost some of your friends and that's who you are, then you won't be able to live because that's everything about you. Mm. That's good because when we were talking and you mentioned that we talked about this earlier because I, I pushed back on you a little <laughs> bit about this uh, because certainly um, we have to love, right? The yep. Bible yep. says, the Gospel of John says we're to be known by love. And so you're making a distinction, though. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not saying don't love people. No. Of course we love people. But you're sa- when you say attach, you mean a portion of their identity and we do. We mm-hmm. whether we're dating or married to the right person, right? Mm-hmm. This this status or a job, position, a title, whatever. We see that as attached to us. And your point is, I think, mm-hmm. and you can correct me if you if if I'm wrong. But I believe your point is that your identity solely needs to be in Christ. Yes, it's in yeah. Him, and yep. all these other things are things that are can be good, and yep. we can love them and pour our heart and energy and into them. Embrace them. But it's always for him, yeah. uh, even our relationships, yeah. even our yep. friendships. Yep. And so that's a good word. And so thinking about um, friendships and these intentional friendships, I think, you know, your book covers a lot of things, but even this little tidbit um, is a whole lot of wisdom for people because we don't we don't often approach mm-hmm. friendships very strategically, uh, and especially a dating relationship. I don't right. think people often approach no. them strategically and to think uh, as a way to to kind of evaluate why you're in a certain friendship. And of course, as as you say, we move on, you know, maybe yep. God removes yep. someone from your life. That's not to say you're not nice to them. Right. Of course, we still act yeah. in Christian love. Yeah. You're talking specifically about a strategy for friendship right. and that right. we have some that um, we're pouring into, some that are pouring into us and some that it's a good balance. Right. And then there's others that it's really none of that. And right. And you can still be kind to them. And, right. I mean, you should still be kind right. to them. Right. And and there may be a season where God brings them back. But we don't have to, we don't have to let a piece of our identity go just right. because someone who was important is no longer a, a central figure in our right. daily life. Right. It, it, it's being able to move uh, yeah. beyond those and still bring glory to God and serve and go where He needs us and things like yeah. that. Is that is that a fair summary? Yeah, and, well, and we have all kinds of friendships that you know acquaintances. Some people on Facebook, Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. some people you live next door. You know, you might have been in class together, Bible study. We have all kinds of acquaintances, and some of those move in and out of our lives. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking like for me, when I got back and I looked at some of these people that I had spent time with, that I had gone on hikes with, and I'd gone to dinner with, and I'd gone to singles conferences. And I'm like, they're in the same place they were when I left. And that was almost three years ago. Why haven't they grown? And I was just at a place in my life like, I just need people in my life for the kingdom. I want to grow. I want to learn more about God. And I want people in my life that are going to help me with that. Mm. And that's when I started evaluating all of my relationships. So when I've started a new friendship or I'm building you know, building another ministry or doing a small group and I find that that person, you know, let's say a girl first, a girl that I go, oh, man, we just like click. You know, you've met guys, same guys. She's like, man, you know, you just feel like this connection. You like talk, 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 talk. And and then I have to go, okay, 
all right, I'm talking with this person. I'm really feeling a connection. I feel some maturity. And then I have to then evaluate whether I want to continue to invest because it takes time. And I need to evaluate, Lord, is this somebody in my life for your purpose? Or mm. is this someone that's going to take for me? Is this someone that's going to be a sponge? Is this someone that is, you know, is needy? How can I help them without allowing them to take from me or let them get attached to me? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where that all came from. And boundaries are an okay thing. Oh, and I think yes. of even when Jesus sent out his disciples, if people wouldn't receive the message, then they dusted off their sandals and they yep. they moved on. And so that's a biblical thing is if if you're pouring into someone and they're mm-hmm. they're not receiving yep. then yep. Uh, then to go ahead and move on well you know i'm i'm looking forward to this uh book and yes. so it's called intentional relationships and so tell me just give me the commercial for it if you would and uh yeah. and then where can people find it well um very excited it is uh it's at intentionalrelationshipsolutions.org you can order your copy today. You can do it by yourself. There's personal reflection questions in it. It's about 180 pages, but we really want you to do it in a group. Um, you know, and it's ideally designed for someone that maybe ba- a leader that has a background that maybe has done divorce care or grief share, or celebrate recovery. Because what's going to happen is that we really want you to come out of. We want you to build closer friendships with each other. We want you to build accountability, and it's hard to do by yourself. You know, um, we also want you to get closer to God. And for those of you who really feel called to be married, which is still me and majority of, of I think, single adults, um, God will give you a plan. And hopefully you'll find out maybe you're part of the problem hmm. or maybe you've, you're you're good and it's just God's timing. But either way, we're praying that you will get close enough to God that he'll give you the direction that you need. So I'm excited. I hope you 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 know you do you know, order your copy today at intentionalrelationshipsolutions.org, and I look forward to hearing from you. Please please call me if I can help you. And and so someone listening to this, you know, we don't often have uh, mentioned books on this, and so just for people wondering why, uh, I know Chris's heart, and I've uh, got to know you in these almost four years, and I know you're all about Christ. And uh, as a singles pastor, I know how many of your resources you give away for free to help single adults because Chris Wataka loves single adults and you you want to minister to them. And so uh, I believe this will be very beneficial. And I think, you know, I could be wrong, but I think intentional relationships, I think married people might benefit <laughs> some from learning, uh, reading this as well. Is yes, that is that yeah. wrong? No, no. They, they uh, you know, the chapters range everything from, you know, some of the things we've got wrong as our culture to your identity to understanding the differences between men and women, mm. understanding our gender roles. And I love even friendships of the opposite sex uh, all the way up to engagement. So I think this is going to be for all different uh, backgrounds. And we hope later on we're working already on uh, intentional relationships for young adults as well as mm. uh, teenagers. There's lots of plans for some other things because we believe the topic of the first and per- perfect intentional relationship is your relationship with Jesus Christ. And so without that one, the rest of them don't matter. They don't. Mm-hmm. No. Amen. Well, Chris, it's been awesome to have you on today and uh, appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us and, and look forward to it. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who needs a little faith in their life. And if you're in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, then we would love for you to visit our church and you can do so online or in person. We have two 
worship services every week, and then we have life groups all hours, which is our small group ministry. And you can find out all about our church at fbcofound.org. That's fbcofound.org, and we will see you next time.